Hello, welcome to Martini Shot, a podcast production of Nanico Studios. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sarah. And we're here. It is week five. Yeah. We're doing well with the technological. I feel okay. This is becoming the the bit that needs to stop on my end because I feel like every time we start this this ep, like the show, it's like me just either praising or like lamenting a technological situation. Well, I mean, you're not wrong though. Like, <laughs> there's always some sort of issue. True. I mean, things actually. Oh wait, the biggest news, Sarah. Tell us where you are right now. Uh, I'm in good old Savannah, Georgia. No. <laughs> Damn, um, that was impressive. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm in college in uh, Savannah, Georgia. I go to college at the Savannah College of Art and Design. This is my apartment room, uh, my own bedroom, a full-size bed. We're moving up in the world, so it's very great. <laughs> and, and better internet service, of course. Which is also a plus. I mean, I'm honestly surprised that you're still willing to do this podcast now. You know, now that you're like high on the hog and living mm. the life of luxury and all good things. <laughs> this this is a priority for me. I I very much enjoy getting to talk to you weekly and just having these awesome conversations. So um, nev- never think for a second that this would be on the back burner whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> my heart grew three sizes that day um no but it's like fun because Wednesdays are fun because we start Wednesday mornings at fresh at 9 a.m just you know little production meeting talk about yeah. the things that are all going on at Nanako make sure we're all on the same page and then we end the day at 8 p.m recorded the podcast so oh, yeah we love to see it this week is kind of like I don't want to okay I don't want to call it a doozy because it's not a doozy but I if I, I'm not gonna lie I'm gonna be very real little stressed out about it. Okay, no, I'm more like nervous, but I also recognize that this is like an important situation. Yeah. Sarah, what are we talking about this week? Yeah, so today's episode is filmmaking fears and how to overcome them, which is a so kind of a big talk. I know we were, we've been talking um, leading up to, to today, we've been talking about this topic for the past couple of weeks, kind of just like joking half-heartedly. Uh, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll put that in the podcast because uh, – there's so much doubt and fear and like, you know, things like imposter syndrome that like happen to us whenever we're in the process of making a film, editing a film, coming up with a film. We're always like doubting ourselves. And it's such a very much, it's very much a common issue. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it just needs to be discussed. Maybe this is our therapy session for tonight. <laughs> Yeah, you put it at one point, you were like, our free therapy session. I thought that was actually pretty damn funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, but I'm with you on it, though. I feel like it's, I think as I was trying to, like, get in my head about it, or get out of my head about it, I was like, you know what? This is the kind of thing that I wish that I had a better grasp on earlier was that I wish more people were like, maybe they are. Mm-hmm. I just, just didn't have like a lot of, yeah. you know, interaction. Like I wish that I recognized that everyone feels this way. And it's not like I'm this lone wolf out there just feeling like everyone's got it together. And here I am just trying to like hold it together. Yeah. Um, so I think it's like, a, I, when you presented this topic idea, I was like, you know what? At first I was like, absolutely no way in hell. But then I was like, <laughs> you know what? No, this is actually very necessary. And um, so I thank you, Sarah. I appreciate you giving us both kind of like a platform to, to discuss our own personal situations, but uh, and maybe some, I don't know, little tips, takeaways for people who might be going through the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel the same way. I feel like, uh, 
getting to talk with you and, you know, sharing my, like, <laughs> fears and doubts and things like that is going to be a big relief on my part, and I'm sure vice versa with you. So I'm very, very excited to hash out all of these little things tonight and get into it. <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's just, like, I guess just dive in before I, like, once, like, talk myself out of it. <laughs> um, so I definitely think that this is – I and where – I don't know where I've grown in the past years. I, I recognize now how much fear just in, in general has held me back in my adult life, but particularly when it comes to filmmaking, because I mean, if I were to be tr pretty brutally honest, I wouldn't, if it wasn't for fear, I would probably be in a different place in, in the, in the film industry. You know, right. but I'm not saying that's a, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Cause I think everything happens like as it should be for different reasons, even if we don't understand them all. Um, but I definitely know that that it was a fear that held me back from you know pursuing certain types of opportunities, and and how that has manifested, you know, since then and also now is even little things like because of course, of course, fear never really I don't think really ever goes away. So now it looks like instead of me being like you know what hey I'm not going to go after that like PA opportunity or whatever because I'm too scared I'm not going to be good at it. It's now it looks like oh I'm going to procrastinate I'm going to miss deadlines like things like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I 100% relate. I I went through the same phase of freshman year because I'm a junior now. Um because our college is set up in quarters, right? So September through December was a quarter, January through March is a quarter, so on. So you don't, you get it. But um, <laughs> fall, I didn't have any uh, film courses, but I still wanted to do film things. And there was a PA opportunity that, that showed up in uh, the fall. And I, I like joined, I joined the film group and then I like kind of backed out of it and I felt terrible afterwards, but I just like, I doubted myself. I'm like, I haven't taken any film courses yet. I don't know what I'm doing on a student professional set. Why am I here? Like, <laughs> so I, 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 I've missed a lot of opportunities just because I've been scared to do them. So, yeah. And it's interesting that you say that because when I was trying to think back on my college experience, I had a pretty like tough time adjusting to college life in general. I really, the first, like, well, so you did your school in, your school's in quarters. Mine was in like semesters. So mm -hmm. uh, the first semester, it was just like, it was just difficult for me in general, just being on like the campus experience. I, I was really homesick, yada, yada, yada. Um, and funny enough, it was getting involved in the more video film multimedia opportunities on campus that kind of like pulled me out of it. And for, for, as I recall, I don't remember, like, I didn't really struggle with, like, oh, I'm only a freshman. It was like, oh, hell yeah, I'll jump in, I'll do this. Oh, I can, I'll direct. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. And I've been trying to, like, figure out where was the point, you know, in my college experience where I went from green 18-year-old Jordan to then, like, 28-year-old Jordan that was, like, the complete 180, or I guess more like 27-year-old Jordan mm -hmm. that was, like, the complete 180. And I really... I've been, I've been trying to pinpoint it because I was, but I, and I wonder if it really, I think where it really first started for me was I went to NYU for a semester, like my senior year of college. And I think that was the first time I was with, cause I mean, granted, I didn't go to a film school. I went to, I was at a communication program at a liberal arts college. And so I, there wasn't a lot of students quote unquote, like me. And so I think going to NYU was, was maybe actually in reality, it was probably like my or your freshman year experience where it's like, this is the first time I'm with people that are like, we have the same ambition, the same career goals, et cetera, et cetera. 
And I was like, oh shoot, I am like so unprepared and I'm so far behind. Who do I think I am? And I think that's where my <laughs> spiral began. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Humble beginnings, yeah. right? <laughs> True, but and I think it's one of those things. Like I think also for me, it was like very much like a slow burn. Like I didn't really recognize what was happening until I, I got to a point. I was like, wait, why am I not doing anything that 13-year-old me said she was going to be doing at this point? Mm-hmm. And I think it, honestly, like it came back once again to a fear. And like for me, my fear was very much rooted in failure. Like what if I'm not good enough? Like I, I think that, I mean, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist or whatever the term is, but I do feel like, uh, you know, fear comes from different origins, different yeah. roots. Was it like, do you think that your fear, particularly when it comes to filmmaking as a career, is it like, do you think it's like a, a thing, like a failure thing or where do you think your fear is most rooted in? Yeah, it's honestly a hodgepodge of a lot of different things happening. I think it's a fear of failure, uh, because I'm a, I hate to say it, but I'm a people pleaser. So like, I hate that there's like this burden on my shoulders to do well. And I'm only putting it on myself. Like no one's putting it on me, but it's like, if I fail this career, I'm a, I'm, I'm a failure as a person kind of thing. So it's, yeah, it's a mixture of a feel of a fear of failure. And I think a fear of just like not being talented enough, like the whole, you know, imposter syndrome. Like I, like everyone here has better, you know, softwares than I do. Everyone here has better equipment than I do. Um, these people came from like high schools. I'd like taught film. I barely did, you know, just like out of a week. (laughs) And so like all of these like different elements, like, you know, coming together as one. Um, there's been people in my life who've like kind of like seeded the doubt and I'm not like pointing fingers. I'm not being like, they directly like made me feel terrible about myself. That that's not true. But um, obviously, as one does, like when you're a senior in high school, and the whole like thing happens of where everyone's asking you where you're going to college, what are you studying, and of course, a very excited seventeen year old me was like, oh, I'm gonna study at SCAD and I'm gonna be a film and television major, and no one ever directly said it to me, but I always got the looks. I got the hmm, film, you say? <laughs> like, uh, and, and it was kind of like like off-putting just a bit. I was like, yeah, yeah, film. That's, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, but yeah, there's, and then just like comments like, um, are you sure you're gonna be okay that far away from home? And I'm like, do you know anything about me? I'm excited. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just like, I think all of these, this like mix of people's like thoughts, like breathing down your back and then like the fear, my personal fear of like disappointing others. I don't know. It's just all of these things like kind of like together, I think. Um, Cause you know, obviously right now as like a junior, like during this like transitional period of like where I have to start thinking about like a job job, like really soon, like it's very much ingrained on a weekly basis. It's in my thought process of like, Am I going to find a job? <laughs> like, am, am I going to find, like, a paying internship or a, a steady a steady income from this? And I guess people's, like, thoughts and, like, opinions don't help whatsoever. Um, because, of course, you're like, of course, you know, right? The, the film industry is, like, uh, one of the hardest, like, jobs to get into. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Thanks. <laughs> So, and that's the thing, though, because I think that even when people are well intentioned, 
you know, what they, I'm very much a people pleaser as well. So this, this heavily resonates with me because I definitely have made a lot of decisions in my life. If, well, a lot of decisions in my life where, uh, it was made because what, not even what I, what people were going to say or how they were going to react, but how I thought they would react. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that particular, well, that's why I was a communication major in college. Like when I was in high school, beginning of high school, I was going to go to film school and that was very much that, that was my trajectory. And then, and once again, it's not, it it was well-intentioned people advised me to, you know, how about you try maybe a communications degree or a marketing degree or something that gives you a little bit more flexibility so that if you have a hard time getting a job at the film industry, you have something to fall back on, yeah. which is sounds particularly when there are people that care about you and they care about, you know, how you can take care of yourself and be a, you know, a responsible adult. And there's no, there, so that's why I think it took me, a, there was a moment in my life where I was kind of angry about that. But then I realized, number one, it's, like, it's my life. I made decisions. Like, I can't blame somebody else for how, you know, for the decisions that I made for myself. Mm-hmm. But also, they were coming from a very real and honest and loving place. Um, conversely, I think, though, like, to your point, sometimes that, hey, just to make sure you have a backup plan, settles in your head as, oh, shit, I'm not going to make it. So, yeah, yeah, I better do the safe and the smart and the responsible yeah. thing. Like, if, uh, if other people... Because obviously I already had it in my head. I already, I, I went into yep. this full knowing that the film industry is a very hard job to get into. And then the fact that other people kind of like, like to remind you of that, it, you know, plants the seed of doubt in your head. You're like, uh, okay, now other people are thinking it too. Exactly. And so even if they're not, it's, once again, it's not any ill will. It's it's a, a place from, from real, like from care on their end. And even to, to be honest, like, you know, now I'm a little bit older, have a little bit more perspective. Uh, I'm really appreciative because I know that even if I, you know, I, I, once again, I think I said this earlier, I think that everything happens for, for a reason, even if we don't understand it at the time. And I, and you know, as I, in my head project what my life is going to look like, what my career is going to look like, I'm really appreciative that I have this, uh, experience that's not necessarily so filmmaking technical, but more on the business and the marketing, the communication side of things, particularly as we're working to, you know, build Nanako and and craft her into the into the woman I see her to be not that's weird I don't know why I'm not sorry not trying to personify a business um (laughs) but I I recognize that I wouldn't be I wouldn't have that technical skill set if I did the traditional film school industry route so I so I am grateful for it but definitely was like a journey for that I have that I let me let me hit the mic over time um I think it was a journey that that I had to uh had to go to um and so I think though I don't know. I think the thing for me, because I'm sure we all have had like a wake up call. I think a lot of our wake up calls, I'm going to speak for the group here. Even that's very unfair. But COVID-19, of course, we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. A big wake up call. Um, probably my biggest wake up call. Is just, the, you know, once again, we've talked. I don't want to like like beat a dead horse here. Um, but I had I've realized that it's never going to get easier. It's only going to get harder. Regret as much as I don't sometimes believe this to be true, I have to remind myself regret is worse than failure and the fear is never going to go away. So I have to like figure out, I have to do so. If I want to like actually be a professional filmmaker, however that means, like we're going to have to, we're going to have to deal with this shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like those points. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> no, cause no, yeah. Same, same similar experience. Um, COVID is, 
we we hate we hate covid we hate her but she obviously instilled a lot of like new thoughts and Mm -hmm. a new perspective onto everything including careers um yeah so same thing i was in a rut kind of like just about everybody else and I'm I'm doing classes online. I'm not learning anything. I'm like falling asleep through half of them, but don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> it's um, not like it's a podcast. Or yeah. <laughs> and um, I was just like really concerned that I wasn't like getting my money's worth or getting like what I wanted to go to college for. You know, I'm not getting anything out sure. of it. I think my 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 realization point was when you asked me to join uh, one of the, the film sets on the weekends and obviously we like kind of like covered that in the first episode of when we first met and everything but I think that was like the moment where I was like okay I can take this bad experience this like terrible year and we can turn it into something good and you can I can honestly say that you motivated me into like trying trying to do something new and trying to do something inventive with my time that was being wasted at home obviously um, so now I feel like going out of COVID and into like this new year or season, school year, um, I can say that like I have a new perspective, more of a go-getter attitude. I'm kind of like uh, internships and things like that. I'm just kind of like applying everywhere and anywhere I can. Um, thinking critically, I think, is a new thing uh, that I've, I've recently learned of um is is are these things worth my time uh where should I kind of like lay my priorities and things like that so I'm taking this kind of like all this like anxiety and uh you know just like doubt self-doubt and just kind of like applying it into a moving forward (laughs) position no that's fair so that's actually I think interesting perspective do you think uh like in your experience and once again I think it's hard this is these are one of like yeah I'm gonna ask you to like give me a definitive point of view on something when you're 20 years old which I think is is so is so silly because life is long and you're gonna have so many experiences but maybe if I can put it in some type of uh context maybe just in the past year alone um do you in your experience do you think that you're able you've been able to overcome fear or is it more of like a manage fear kind of uh a hundred percent manage fear <laughs> i don't think it's ever going to go away and it oh, hasn't you be so nervous when you were talking it's like oh shit did she figure it out <laughs> <laughs> No, Speaking again I, about self-doubt, like, how is she able to figure it out? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think it's just more of, like, channeling it in, into, like, motivating motivating me to do something. Um, yeah. No, I have fear on a weekly basis. <laughs> I, I'm, still, I'm still at this, like, crisis point where I'm like, oof. Uh, so I'm in junior year, and I have no foreseeable, like, paying opportunities and internships. And I'm trying my damnest to, like get one snag one you know find find something that'll you know lead me to another connection that'll lead me to you know obviously because I'm, I'm starting to get the questions now that are like where are you gonna live after after college are you gonna are you gonna move to California are you gonna move to Atlanta I'm like 
don't that's know. so unfair. You're only a Jew. You just started your junior year. That's so I unfair. I have no idea. So much could happen. Wherever in that I get a paying job, that's where I'm going to go, honestly. So if I were to ask you what's your, when it comes to filmmaking, what's your biggest fear right now? Would it be post-college employment? Yeah, absolutely. Because you're very much like your, your dream, your, I don't want to say dream because it's sometimes it's dreams sound like, uh, like they're, they're not rooted in action, which mm-hmm. is incorrect, but some people take it that way. Your ambition is to be full-time in the industry when you graduate um, from college. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I think during this time as well, this whole year, I've, I've also gone through a transitional period where I'm trying to figure out still where I want to be in the industry, but I know, I know that's where I want to be generally speaking. Right. So I, I entered college thinking that I wanted to be a director, assistant director, something along those lines, script supervisor. I don't know. And I guess because I've been home so long and that's what I've been doing the most, I've entered junior year in a more of an editing standpoint that I'm, I'm value, valuing editing more as a career. Um, so that's kind of concerning to me still because <laughs> it's like, oh, and I know I know the whole thing that you don't have to have everything figured out right away, things like that, but graduation is quickly approaching and... It's kind of concerning that I still haven't like figured out my concentration yet um, of where I want to be exactly because there's still obviously the casting because uh, that's my minor. It's, that's still obviously an option. Um, I'd love to, you know, be a writer one day, but I I feel like that wouldn't like get me, you know, an income solely alone. I would have to do something else with that. Um, yeah, so it's just like a mixture of all these things of, of post-college career-wise and including what I'm going to do specifically, I guess. No, that's fair. And I think that's, uh, you, you brought an interesting point because I think, and I know I harp on this like every other episode and a lot of, in a lot of our personal conversations. Um, but I do find it fascinating. I mean, we are, we are eight years apart and we have in, you're in college and I'm, you know, what, five, six years into a career. And and so for you to say, like, I know everyone says, like, it, you don't have to have it figured out. And it's funny because the, that was when you were talking, that's the first thing I thought. But then when you said that, I was like, oh, it, it took me back to when I was a junior in college. And when people would say, oh, you, you got so much time to figure it out. And I was like, well, screw you. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't help me right now. Like, yeah. what do you like that? That, that isn't that isn't is not a solution that doesn't make. Oh, oh, I suddenly have no anxiety. You're no fear. Like, it's yeah. all going to be fine because you said it is. So, it, so that is like an interesting, um, once again, just like frame of reference, because once again, I'm not trying, I definitely don't want to trivialize that because it's very real. And I remember when I was in college going through the same thing. The funny thing is, you know, what is it now? Six years later, out of college, in some ways still going through that. Um, and so it's always like, you. I don't know. I, I remember being in like your shoes and I felt like people were like, oh, sweetie, like you'll figure <laughs> it out. It's okay. Like yeah. you don't even know how big and scary the world is yet. And it's very, but the thing is, it doesn't change the fact that once again, like you're a junior and you're, and you've got so many opportunities like available, but that also can be, it doesn't, it's not always comforting. It can also be like scary as well. Now, yeah. here's actually a fun question. I would love to know the answer too. Yeah. 
Do you find it exciting that you're interested in so many different avenues in the film industry? Or would you feel more comfortable if you were, if you personally were so lasered focused, like, you know what? No, I a hundred percent want to jump into editing, dive in. Like, do you find having a lot of interest anxiety inducing or exciting? I guess is a better, like succinct way to phrase it. Um, yeah, I, I, Honestly, it's more more so anxiety-inducing for me um, because it's fun to have all of these different hobbies. It's fun to, to, especially in high school when, you know, your only concern was like picking a college at the time, you know. It was fun to have a hobby in editing. It was fun to have a hobby in theater. It was fun to have a hobby in and being a cinematographer and playing with the camera. It was, it was fun to create stories, but then... Four years later, five years later, it's concerning because it's like, okay, only like the famous and the rich people can have multiple jobs at once. Only only those type of people can be the director and the producer and the writer. You know, it's going to be extremely hard for someone like me at my level to try to do all of the things that I'm passionate about. So it's trying to find the specific one that... I need to to focus on as a career because I was literally in my literally I was in my aesthetics of editing class yesterday and um we it was the first day of class and my um professor had us like take a google poll Sure. I don't think that there's anything that's that's stopping you from directing a project and then editing the next and then directing the next and then, edit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like even yeah. if you can't direct it. Because I will say that's something like, well, for the project we're working on right now, um, 
I think from like a, we're going to go back to like talking about self-confidence and self-doubt and all that good stuff. Um, I shouldn't be editing this project, but I need to prove to myself that I can. Mm-hmm. Like I, even today I was working on this, on this cut and I was like, why? Like I'm too close to it. I, 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 I need to, I, what am I doing? Like, oh, let's play this. Let's play the spiral game that I had uh, <laughs> three hours ago. Um, what am I doing? Why did I think that I like, what kind of ego do I have to think that I could direct and edit this project? Like I, it's going to be for the detriment of the, of the final product. Da, 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 da. Um, so it was like, I think trying to like spin that on like a positive, like at the end of the day, kind of thing. I was like, you know what, Jordan, but you learned a lesson. The lesson is, is that next project, you know, you got, you got to have an editor. Like yeah. you can't, if you want to direct it, you can't edit it. And, um, and this is the first, and I've d- done projects where I've directed and edited on like a smaller scale. Um, and it wasn't an issue. And I think it was because maybe I, I didn't have like my, my heart in it as much. And, but now that when something's so close, I, I, now I'm like, oh shoot, that's, that's the realization. But I think that, um, I don't know. And so it's one of, it's, but it's one of those things too, going back to like people that are trying to give you solid advice, but it, um, but, and even if it is solid and obviously they're industry professionals, they're, they're, they're not talking shit. Like they know what they're talking about. I'm sure that doesn't always help you though, when it comes to coming to some type of uh, resolution. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. A hundred percent. It's, I, again, I, I don't want to like repeat myself, but like I'm at a phase where I'm I'm trying to find where I'm most talented at and then most importantly where I'm most passionate at. And it kind of just like lies across the board, like at everything almost. Um, except for being a DP. I don't ever want to be a DP, but. <laughs> um, Girl, same. <laughs> hate it, um, hate it, hate it. Not good at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, it, and it's like I, I wish I could do multiple things at once, but, like, that's not how the industry works. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you can, like, edit and direct your own passionate pro- project. You can DP it. You can – hell, you can even, like, star in it if you want. Like, but that's, like, the difference between, like, a passionate project and, like, Hollywood, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Hollywood standards yeah. of how things work. Um and of course, like only the famous people, the only ones with the money, you know, get to direct and act and produce their own film kind of thing. And that's just not realistic for me, obviously, at this point in time. Um, so. Absolutely. And I think you made a good point. That's something that I've been trying to, I like, well, I don't know. It's one of those things I remind myself. I, I, I haven't learned it, obviously, because I have to keep reminding myself, but I try to remind myself. Um, just like you're saying how like, a, a, six months a year ago you were in a rut but it's like but you were able to you know you were like you know what, i'm going to launch myself into something new and it's it helped you get out of that rut but that doesn't mean that you've now you know suddenly acquired this skill where i'm no i'm now like in a incapable of being in a rut like mm-hmm. i think that i it took me a long time to realize that like growth is not linear or like progress is not linear it's not like Oh look, I I managed my fear this one time, so now I know how to always manage my fear. It's like I think it took it took a long time for me to recognize that it's kind of like cyclical in the sense as it's just like, well, for the benefit of audio listeners, I'm drawing a like a like a <laughs> like a circle. Um, it, it but it goes. It doesn't. I guess my point is, it's not like uh, it's not like a Mario game where you pass a level and you get closer and closer to the end and to winning. Like you, it's like you're. I don't think you ever, at least in my experience, you never actually like 
get over like these fears or these anxieties. Um, because even if you can like objectively like recognize or understand something, it doesn't necessarily always take like the emotional, um, I guess the emotional side out of it. Uh, but I do yeah. think that, well, hopefully if you're trying, if you're trying to be more, I guess, productive, you learn ways to, I guess, manage your fear in ways that work for you. So I guess I think you've kind of touched on it a little bit, but I would love to know, I guess, love to know if somebody was listening to you right now, that's in your position mm-hmm. or maybe, or maybe it's easier. Maybe they're a freshman in college and they're like, you know what? I just too got onto campus um, and I'm trying to do film, but there's so many of these like options and there's upperclassmen who have so many projects about how do I even like begin? I, I'm shit. I came from Hobuck nowhere and I've never, I've only like, I just like, I wanted to get into film because I like to make movies with my friends. How do I like, you know, make that next step? How, what, what advice would you give to that person? Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because like literally everything you described was literally me three years ago and I'm still kind of like dealing through it but like it's not as bad as it 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 was because fortunately I think the first thing is just wait time like Mm. fortunately I'm in a better position doing more things because I'm older and unfortunately that's how it works you know seniority of like senior junior sophomore freshman like that's just how college works um I I was you know, freshman year, I was just on PA gig after PA gig after, you know, PA gig, literally. And it was fun at first. I was like, at least I'm, I'm, I'm on a film set. And then it got frustrating because it's like, why am I not doing more than this? Why am I not um, taking a step up? Why am I not doing more projects? Why am I not a director or a producer yet on, on a project? And it just, it just takes time. <laughs> and And that's the unfortunate part. It sucks. But um, I think when you start out in those roles, you'll just learn from them and you'll and you'll eventually like grow from them. Um, but as how far did as- you get your uh, sorry, how did you get your first PA gig, though? Because you obviously earn seniority rights. It's not like, you know, you're like, well, I'll wait till I'm a junior. And they're just going to drop an opportunity in my lap. Like, how did you get that first PA gig as a freshman? Uh, yeah, so that's that's another thing. It's it's a mixture of having connections and then putting in the work to look for things um I fortunately had friends who um were like hey Sarah there's this like um crew call for looking for PAs would you like to join me or would you would you want to do this because I can't make it this weekend things like that and find find yourself friends like that because especially in in film college we balance this thing between collaboration where everyone's going to be your coworker um, eventually one day. So this whole like collaboration thing, but also we balance it with, uh, you know, competition because also at the same time, everyone's going to be working and we're all vying for like the same jobs. Um, so find friends, find people and connections that are willing to like share jobs with you and, and, and not wanting to like keep them for themselves. Um, because, you know, uh, anything that you can get on in college or on a film set, anything that you can do is valuable to your resume. Um, but the other thing is just just like searching. Um, I was looking for like email chains to join because our college, you know, sends out like email chains in the film department. You know, come to this event, uh, this event on, you know, so-and-so date. 
Um, it's going to be seniors looking for crew members to join their, uh, or looking for members to join their crew, things like that. Um, so this was all before COVID though, but, um, yeah, SCAD would have like nights where, um, seniors would look for people to join their crew and then people who wanted to join crews would go up and like, kind of like give a quick rundown of their like resume, what their experiences, what their, you know, uh, freshman, sophomore, what their level is, whatever, um. So yeah, it's, I, I hope I explained that clearly. I feel like I went all, all, all over the place, but it's... No, but it's helpful. Yeah, yeah. So I, but I'm sure like, I, I'm inserting my own like self into your situation. So this could be off base, but I, I would feel like if I was in your position, starting school in a state that I'm not from, in a program that's really competitive and I might not have a lot of experience prior to that. Uh, I'm sure it was absolutely like shit your pants terrifying to even, I mean, not, not even just like apply for a gig, but even when it comes to like making those first connections. Yeah. Now, so like, was were you pretty confident going when you arrived on campus and you're like, oh yeah, I know what I have to do. Like pull up, you know, put on the big girl panties and get moving. Or was it like shit your pants anxiety inducing? It was, it was like 50-50. <laughs> I'm really good. I'm not to brag, but I'm really good. Uh, you're not at, bragging. You're recognizing yourself. <laughs> no, I'm just really good at putting on like a front face, a really like focused face and then like panicking when I get home, you know, <laughs> like um, I, I'm really good at keeping cool and then like freaking out later. So, oh no, I was, I was a hundred percent terrified and that's why like I kind of sort of dropped out of my first PA gig. It was a mixture of that and I got food poisoning that weekend. Um, <laughs> but I was Oof. like, I, but I was like, I was like, I mean, not lying here. I used my food poisoning experience to like get out of like the gig because kind of like I mentioned earlier, I was, I was like freaking out. I'm like, I haven't even taken a film course yet. I know nothing about student sets. I feel like I need to learn more. And I was just like talking myself out of it. Um, and then the food poisoning came, so <laughs> and I was like, okay, great. Um, yeah, but, um, and even, like, my first actual set that I was on after that whole thing where I didn't go, um, my, my first actual set, I was trying to keep cool and calm and collected, and then you realize when you get there that you still know absolutely nothing. Um, I was, I was a, it's a background PA, um. Which is a very simple task, but, like, when you're in the moment, when you're, like, finally on a film set of, like, 50 other people, it kind of freaks you out for the first time. And so, like, you're trying to keep cool. You're trying to, like, keep this face of, like, all right, I'm professional. I know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, I got this. We're going to... Wait, we're fake gonna... it till you make it. Can't exactly. be. Can't be. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, no, I was I was so scared. I was so scared of, like, screwing up. I didn't want to make anybody mad. I didn't want to make our, you know, like, first AD upset, What you know. So, yeah, it was, it was a lot of that, uh, making sure I was doing my job correctly. And I think that's, that's the important thing to remember is, like, nobody fully knows what they're doing, you know. Everyone freaks out a little bit. See, and that's what I, I just, I honestly, I think for too long, just thought that I was the only one, like everyone else was like born with some type of like internal knowledge of all things. And I was yeah. the hot mess express, like trying to like, <laughs> trying to keep my chill and probably like failing miserably. But I think that, like, that's a, that, like, that's a good point with this whole, like, fake it till you make it, because I feel like for me, um, 
I, particularly as I've gotten older and I've re- once again re- really realized that it doesn't get easier. Like I always thought that, you're, oh, you're awkward and you're uncomfortable and you're anxious when you're like a teenager and then you become an adult and you're so mature and so like, you know, zen with everything. And I don't know, that's not been my my situation at all. And so for me, like my, my solution um, has to be, I just have to like, you know, just jump in with like both feet. Like, cause if I, if I don't like, well, I think we've probably touched on this back in our first episode, but I think that's why I like to lovingly refer to the spring project as like a hot mess was because I a hundred percent was like, yep, we're doing this like without proper time to prepare. But to be, I, but I like, but you know, I need, I, there was time when I was like very insecure and self-conscious about that because like, oh, Jordan, that's so irresponsible. Like you're so unprofessional, blah, blah, blah. But let's be honest. Like I needed, I needed to be that way. I needed to be like in a state of panic for two months or I would have talked, if I had enough time if to, to quote unquote, do it properly, whatever that means, I would have ta- like talked myself out of it three times over. And so yeah. I think that's what, um, has been, and I don't know if this is like, oh, well, I don't know if there's like a right or a wrong answer to like, how do you overcome fear? How do you manage fear? The solution that's been working for me is just jump in and figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't want to, this is like kind of hard on giving advice tonight because it's like, maybe some of the things we say aren't the healthiest, <laughs> like, but it works for us. Uh, so, um, no, I, it's interesting how you mentioned just to like jump in and just like do it. And I agree from like my perspective of like being on set this spring with you, like it was very much of like a, a jump in head first kind of situation, but it was like a very positive experience. Like it was kind of like, oh yeah, we're doing this. Like this is, let's just, let's go for it. And I feel like in con, this is like the difference between our personalities because in contrast, I'd be the one that's like, let's let's wait a couple months. Let me like think this through. Let me plan it. And then eventually I'll get to the point where I just like talk myself out of it. So like the fact that you just did it and, and the fact that we now have like a product or we're working on a finished film, like, hey, we, we, we did it. <laughs> we found a way to complete it. So... Well, and I actually give you a like you a lot of credit to that as well because I think it's something that I also learned. Or like once again, trying to keep on this topic of how do you you know deal with filmmaking fears. It's about bringing people in that will hold you accountable, whether it's like conscious or unconscious. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've I've probably told you this. I probably said on the podcast before. Um, back when I don't know what is time was it early late, late winter early spring. My whole thing was oh my God, I have to at least look enough together that Sarah thinks I know what I'm doing. And it was very, and but then the second that you were like, yeah, I'm into this. I was like, oh shit. Well, now there's somebody else. Like, it's not just me anymore. Like someone else is dependent on me to get my shit together. So I had to get my shit together. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's been so, like that. Uh, once again, even if it's an unconscious or like a very like tangible accountability or a person who can hold you accountable or people has also been, been really helpful because when, and even like now, like it's just like going back to, Hey, you, I don't know if you ever actually get over fear they just manifest itself in different ways um 
just having like a having you to just to not just to be like hey jordan you said you were going to get this to me by this day and you didn't do it but even just like to have like a friend and someone to like talk to and and kind of bring get me out of my head and kind of put things in in perspective and context has been so helpful in pushing like you know just pushing through things and i think that's really what i've like at least at this point, at 28, maybe in 10 years, it'll be so much fun to like revisit this episode and say, like, <laughs> what have we learned since? But at least right now, like my my solution to basically, well, no, it's my working solution. What I try to do is just like put your head down, grit your teeth and just get through it. And then yeah. hopefully on the other side, you can have some some type of reflection or some type of, you know what? Hey, it wasn't that bad. Like we can do this. We, you know, we can do this again. Yeah. No, but I, I you you've been asking me like the questions all night, so let me turn let me turn the tables on no, you. I like it. So <laughs> comfortable when I was in control. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been talking about kind of like your situation with this past spring and and kind of like your past, but what are some current things that you struggle with today, including oh with like God. the film that we're editing or you're editing rather, um, and, and some go. like future projects like this current this current phase. What are your your struggles. Okay. So when it comes to uh, The Secret of the Old Clock, which is a project we're working on, and then you're very much like assistant editing this, so don't you dare like sit yourself in the background. Um, it is 100%. Huh, I, I, tr- I, tr- I honestly try to like make this concise so it sounded like really put together. Um, I'm very scared because it's the first project that I sincerely care about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've put a lot of myself in it. And not just like from like, not just from a me way, but it's the first real stamp under the Nanako brand, which is something, which is, uh, Nanako as just a concept is something that I've always dreamed of doing. So it feels very big. It feels like a lot of pressure. And I think it took it's and I'm, I I don't want to say it in past tense because it's 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 an everyday situation where it's like Jordan. First off, what is when you? I'm so fearful that this this short film is going to fail. Well, what does that mean? There's a a sense of vulnerability. You know, artists have to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That's that's the package deal. And as much as I love this craft and I love storytelling and it, and it feels so right when I'm in it, I've, I very much struggle with being vulnerable and being open and honest and authentic to other people about myself. Yeah. And yeah, so same. this project, <laughs> Sorry. I, and I think that's why we like, we click so well is because I think we had, we've always had this like unspoken understanding that there's a lot of trust between us, but we trust each other because we know where we are coming from yeah. and we wouldn't like take advantage of that or, or like, well, I guess take advantage of that. And so I think that's where a lot of my fear with this project uh, is founded in because it feels very vulnerable and very scary. And in the sense that there's that people pleasing person inside of me, that's very concerned. Well, what are people going to think? Here's a really great example. It's nine o'clock. At 7.55 p.m., I got a notification on my phone that somebody followed the Nanako Instagram account, and it's somebody that I know personally in my own life. And I was like, and my, my gut reaction was, oh, shit, how did they find this account? I, God forbid that they know that I want to make films and have this independent production company. They're going to think I'm so stupid and so irresponsible and so foolish for wanting to. That's like the, that's like the guttural, like the, mm-hmm. the uh, 
the instinctual yeah. knee-jerk yeah. reaction. Yeah. And that and it is what it is. Like it's one of those things that I, I think that I tried to like temper because or tamper, or I don't know what word it is, um, because I feel a little like ashamed that I feel that way. But that that's the truth of the matter. And yeah. so but it's like got to push through that and so and the only way to push through it is to just keep on you know doing things well I think I've told you before like even doing this podcast was very like the idea of being on a podcast is very scary to me because I was like no no they're gonna know they're gonna know me they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna but, it, but it's like that's what it what it has to be like so it's been a great um exercise in well, growth. Um, so that's my fears about this project, even though it's silly because at the end of the day, like once again, I'm trying to remember like success is getting it out and it's a project that like I'm very proud of and we can definitely, you know, get it there. Yeah. And I agree. There was a point that you made earlier that you were worried about losing your authentic self and, and losing yourself in projects and making sure like the meaning stood out. And I feel like the fact that you're conscious about that already says enough that the film's successful in that aspect like the, the fact that you're actively aware about that because i know people who make films just to make films just to put something on their resume but they don't they're not thinking about the purpose they're not thinking about the meaning behind the film they're just it's just like another one in the bucket to them kind of thing so i think the fact that you're consciously aware of this although it's, it's probably <laughs> it's probably annoying and painstaking and you know but I, the fact that it's on your mind consciously, I, I feel like you're, you're being authentic by um, keeping yourself in check. Ooh, I appreciate that. I hope that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's true. <laughs> and, I, and the other point of like being vulnerable, like that's, that's like another total, like totally new fear that you just like brought up uh, of mine. And yeah, I struggle with vulnerability too. Um, God forbid anybody read my stuff that I've created. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Uh, then that's, then that's another thing. Like we haven't figured everything out, obviously. Like I'm no. still trying to figure myself out and that's just like another thing I currently struggle with. So. And then I think that, I think once again, to kind of like maybe make it a little bit more full circle back to how we started this episode is I wish that I was open to recognizing sooner that everybody feels this way you know it's and even if people say like oh yeah we all go through it i'm like in my head i was always like no you don't you're just like you you can't because look how look look at all the cool things you're doing like you don't know you don't understand and but, but you know in having these kind of conversations it's i don't know I, and even if it's like i don't know it always feel when we were talking about this earlier it's like well we don't really know what the solution is but i don't think there really is a solution i think that it's all about just you know uh, moving forward how we can. And a big part of that is in having like open dialogues and saying like, Hey, this is where, this is where I'm at. It is what it is. I'm trying to get through it. And it's like, Hey, I'm going through it too. And it's, and, and that there's some sense of, I guess, uh, I don't know. There's some sense of something in, in, uh, in the community that you, that, that you feel or that you have. Yeah. And finding and finding people that you trust enough. Uh, like your like yourself like I I still have to keep myself in check because like something as simple as like doing behind the scenes photos right we I I sent you all of those photos from our weekend shorts and from like secret of the o'clock I was so like I was so nervous that you wouldn't like them for some reason it's just like I'm fixing the color and then I'm like wait 
<laughs> like Jordan wouldn't do that. <laughs> she wouldn't be like, I hate these photos. And then I had to like fix myself and be like, there's nothing wrong with them. You just like color fix them. That's it. Um, well, and they're great, and they're absolute, and they capture everything they need. They they capture the, the the emotion of the of the I almost said of the event, the emotion of the day, <laughs> but as well as like have a have, they have such a great atmosphere. But it's it's funny that you say that because uh, I know a hundred percent if if our roles were reversed, I would feel the same way. Yeah, like <laughs> even yeah, I, I would I would shit my pants like setting. Well, oh my god, sending you that first like rough cut, I legitimately had to. This is another code mechanism, as I recall. I had I had it up in the email with the link, and I didn't send the email. Didn't send the email. I was just there because I was rereading. I was rereading the email to make sure that I liked the copy in the email, <laughs> and then I hit send. I shut off my computer and I went downstairs and I left my phone upstairs on Do Not Disturb because I couldn't even imagine seeing a response at that point, even if it was it was a rough cut to you that was only going to you for your feedback like once again like i there were there's no reality in which you would have been like this is shit throw it away but that's that's where my head defaults to right, right, <laughs> like right so i don't know but but it's i think that's once again was what there's a lot i don't know like you say like a lot of trust and i think that we've been able to find that trust because there's one point along the way where one of us was like lol let me tell you about how i'm stressed I'm like oh my god me too <laughs> so <laughs> yeah yeah, I think that was uh, during when I was uh, in sophomore year online and I had a script writing class and I really like to write and I'm not to toot my own horn, but I think You're I'm good pretty at decent at it. <laughs> but I just, the problem with writing, the relationship between writing and I is that I don't get anywhere with it because I don't show it to anyone. Like I was obligated to show someone uh, my scripts that I made because obviously I needed feedback and obviously my professor was going to see it anyway but everything I've written in my free time besides that class I've never showed a single soul and it's just I'm sure they could be something at some point but I'm just like no one needs to see it <laughs> and I don't know it's just like in my head it's just it's too personal I guess yeah and it's one of those if it makes you feel better i out of the two courses i took at nyu my one semester i went there as like a study abroad student one of them was a screenwriting course and i never turned in the final screenplay that was like the only required product of the class because i was too anxious about it <laughs> so i got a really good grade not at all so anyway so that makes you feel better <laughs> yeah, same but, boat same boat <laughs> no but i but um but the thing is, though, I have read some of your scripts, Sarah, and you are good, and particularly when you think about where you are when it comes to age. Um, and so it, that just goes to show that it's it's so unfounded. But we can't we can't help the way that we default to yeah. these 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 insecurities or these self doubts or or are these fears. Sarah, I'm gonna pitch this to you okay. live on tape. Gonna pitch you the summary of. <laughs> today's situation and I would love and I'm I'm opening my uh arms for a critique okay. um so if I I think that with when it comes to the question of how do I overcome my filmmaking fears or imposter syndrome or whatever it is that's holding you back from actually trying to um pursue your career in film I think the first step is to accept the fact that it's there like it's nothing to be ashamed about. We all get, we all have our fears. We all feel like we are unworthy in some capacity. 
It's there. It took me a long, I say this is the first one because it took me a long time to not be ashamed of it. <laughs> and then of course, with that comes like, like recognizing it, like knowing how it manifests. I, I read a book once that was all about like how to talk to yourself. And at first I was like, this is the stupidest book I've ever heard. What do you mean how you talk to yourself? But then I read the book and oh my God, I learned so much <laughs> about how like we talk to ourselves constantly and we reinforce, whether it's a positive or negative things, we reinforce things in our brain. And so I've been trying to be more cognizant of the things I tell myself like in my head and, so, and try to reframe them. So instead of being like, oh my God, this cut is so shit. This whole project is shit. Everyone's gonna be so mad because they wasted their time because I'm shit. Like, instead of saying that, it's like, no, you're just scared because you don't, you're stuck right here at the, on this one scene. It's okay. You, you'll figure it, just move on and come back to it. I've, that's, I think, of, I spent a long time in position A and I'm trying to be better at position B. And then with that, once you, you know, accept that it exists, be able to recognize it when it comes up, it's all about like challenging yourself to like push through it. And for me, because I'm a baby, I have to start small. I'm not going to harp on episode one content, but that's why we did 42 second shorts in October of 2020 was because I was like, well, I'm petrified of going back on any type of film set because it's been too long. How can we make this happen? Oh, I guess I'm going to, we're going to make 42 second short films because who can't make a 42 second short film? (laughs) And then we build from there and then kind of moving past that um, when it comes to managing things, particularly for me, who like my, a lot of my fear, once again, is rooted like a fear of failure. It's all about like redefining like success and failures in the sense of failure is not a bad thing. It's not, it's, it's something that's part of the journey to success. What, and whatever success means, like that's such a, it's such a nuanced term. And it, it's not like, once again, it's not this like, uh, timeline of just like, you know, I'm here and I'm going to keep on building up, building up here. Like it's, it's a continually evolving situation. So being able to accept that, like, not only that failure happens, but failure is not a bad thing. It's, and it's also like essential to growth and to eventual success. Um, once again, whatever success means to you. So maybe, okay. As I tried so hard to put into five bullet points and I made it into a 10 minute soliloquy. So Sarah, (laughs) with that said, uh, how, how do you react to that assessment? I love it. I think it's, as you were kind of like talking through like your points, it, it, it just like reminded me, every single one reminded me of a particular situation that I was in. Um, extremely relatable. And I think the only thing I'd add is it's not really like a point, but just as a reminder that there is no clear cut answer to overcoming fear. It's just something we have to process and move on from and and continue to like grow through. Um, I will probably, because that's like the kind of person I am, I will probably always think that I suck and that (laughs) my work sucks, but it doesn't. And I just have to remind my brain and retrain my brain that so um amen yeah. that's the be- that's the that's the best point of this whole episode I, i'm glad that you said that last because that's what that's what the people need to remember and i am people <laughs> <laughs> oh sarah that was great i mean i'm not once again i was very nervous going into this episode did not know how it was going to turn out but i'm very glad that you challenged me to 
put some thoughts in, well, on the paper and then spew them. Yeah, same, same. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode, our fifth episode of Martini Shot. To take a look at what we've been working on, casting calls, newsletters, and more, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Nantico, which is N-A-N-T-I-C-O, and our website, Nanti.co, which is N-A-N-T-I dot C-O. We also have YouTube and TikTok that you can also view our podcasts and short films on. We'll see you next week.